Well, folks, with the Wayfield Report in its fifth season and me starting my 14th year of podcasting in 2021, I figured now would be as good time as any to start a Patreon page for the podcast. And I know everyone these days has a Patreon page who is a podcaster, but let me tell you what you're going to get if you decide to join the Whitfield Report Patreon. At the one level, at the one dollar level, you'll simply be uh, contributing. That'll simply be a way of saying thank you, uh, and I appreciate it, but that's that. However, at the three dollar level on up, you're going to be getting access to an exclusive uh, podcast that I'm hoping to do weekly called the Savage Express Podcast. And on that podcast, exclusive to Patreon subscribers and supporters, I'll be covering music and movies and pop culture and personal anecdotes in ways that uh, I can't cover on uh, YouTube or traditional podcast platforms. I'm hoping to do this every week. I might not, but it'll certainly be a longer-form podcast uh, for those types of topics, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And uh, I also might be re-releasing some uh, episodes of the Whitfield Analysis, my old podcast, re-releasing the back catalog, as it were, uh, digging out some of the old video clips that I've had an archive for years and posting all of that exclusively to the Patreon site for you guys. It's going to be a good time and uh, there are a couple of different tiers you can join in at. Uh, I understand if you can't join the Patreon, but if you're, if you're able to uh, financially support the show and you want to help out, joining the Patreon would be the best way to do that. So I encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield Report and sign up on one of the tiers today. And uh, again, folks, I want to thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And hopefully uh, I can look forward to your financial contribution, which I deeply appreciate as well. God bless, folks, and uh, God freedom amongst see in that order. Benjamin tried to poison my lasagna. That's how you're going to try and diss someone in a wheelchair? By saying that the wind blew them over? That's the, uh, that's your slight jab at me, buddy? Nice try. Must be nice to try and make, uh, jokes like that. Found out about own Benjamin and the Unbearables. I can't remember exactly who told me about them. It, it might have been one of them who had who had reached out to me actually. Long story short, in, in like March of 2018, I was working to, of course, continue building the show, and I was looking for a group of uh, networkers, uh, 
kind of a like-minded creative conservative. And, uh, you know, I was told about the unbearables. I, I found out about Owen through the, uh, the JRE podcast. To be honest, I wasn't really a big fan of him comedically. Like, I thought he was okay, but he wasn't, you know, great. But I kind of liked what he was doing with the whole, you know, anti-trans kids thing. That really spoke out to me. And in the beginning, the Unbearables seemed to be a great uh, network. You know, people who were doing uh, creative stuff like art and design and podcasting and video production, parody, songs, musicianship, in the case of Chuck Boris, and just late night streams, which was how the I met the original DZ guys. Of course, John Neary was my first uh, interview for the brief period of time I was with the Bears. See, here's the thing, Owen, Owen's not even a conservative. He's a fucking leftist, posing, he, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. How, how? Oh, how dare you! Owen is doing the shit that mass shooters do before they go out and do a school shooting. Here's my manifesto. We need to get rid of the weak people. And I'm not saying he's going to be the one to do this. An Australian man murdered his wife with a character who stabbed her in the chest. This is a warning to the general public about Owen Benjamin. We've warned you. Oh, 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 how dare you! Must be nice. <laughs> According to him, the goat urinated on him first in front of Amy. <laughs> all this, all this gay talk is pissing off my German Shepherd. Alrighty, folks, welcome to the Whitfield Report Thursday edition. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, recording here at NGC Studios in South Florida behind the Scarlet Red microphone. And I want to thank you so very much for joining me in the past, present, future hour, wherever you're watching and are listening to this. Contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at 70 underscore NDC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. Follow me on Gab, Parlor, and Minds at Sam Whitfield. Facebook.com forward slash The Whitfield Report. The Sam Whitfield.com. If you'd like to uh, go to my website, subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, also now included on Audible as well. Uh, streamlabs.com forward slash Whitfield Report if you'd like to uh, donate live to the show on Saturdays. Although you can leave me donations there anytime and I'll uh, read them at the beginning of the next show. Also, patreon.com forward slash Whitfield Report if you'd like to contribute monthly. Uh, all links will be down in the description uh, below on YouTube and also in the show notes podcast well all right folks so today is Thursday and usually on Thursdays ladies and gentlemen we here at NGC studios like to do uh, pop culture Thursdays usually it's the one day a week uh, you know where I usually take a break from uh, politics to uh, 
uh, review like a movie or a, uh, you know, a novel or maybe a video game or uh, something non-political and, you know, more pop culture entertainment related. Uh, and that's what we try to do here on Thursdays with the Thursday show. But, um, folks, I've got to be honest, as of late, it's been really difficult to do Pop Culture Thursdays. And the reason being is simply because uh, cancel culture has run amok. And it's getting to the point where, look, I've talked about cancel culture before on the Saturday stream uh, and on some of the other streams I've done before and podcasts. So it's nothing new, but cancel culture is literally uh, getting getting worse. It's uh, progressing or rather, uh, you know, spreading like a cancer all across popper culture and entertainment uh, to the point where we won't have a pop culture soon if this continues. And uh, it's getting even more ridiculous. So, uh, first things first for this uh, show. We've been talking about Gina Carano and her being uh, canceled by Disney, her being fired from The Mandalorian. We've already talked about how that's pretty much, you know, wrong and how, uh, you know, Disney fucked up with that. There, There's no denying that. And they're losing fans. Uh, they're losing supporters because of, because of that. I canceled my Disney Plus subscription because of that. And unless they, uh, you know, unless they actually start putting out good content for the remainder of the... Uh, you know, year and start like, you know, actually appreciating the fans. Uh, I'm pretty much going to stay, you know, unsubscribed. Uh, my subscription lasts until late November, so they still almost have the entire year. And, uh, you know, I've been watching WandaVision a little bit, and in terms of Marvel things, they don't seem to be, you know, virtue signaling quite as hard over at Marvel, but that's uh, that's changing kind of quickly. But uh, anyway, yeah, Gina Carano is, uh, you know, she's been a topic on the show for the last couple weeks now, and um, people have been asking, you know, is anyone gonna stand up for is anyone gonna speak out uh for her and bill burr actually spoke up and spoke out on gina's behalf and uh this clip has been played around on various shows uh this week various podcasts some people uh, think that Bill Burr did the right thing. Some people didn't think he did enough. Um, I will play the clip for you, and uh, then I'll make my analysis 
tell you, I think I've, I have seen this, but I want to play it for you guys uh, here. And uh, for those of you watching on video, you guys will see that this is uh, from the Bill Burt uh, podcast. Uh, not the Monday morning podcast, but he does a podcast with a uh, fellow comedian, Burt Kreischer, called the Bill Burt podcast. Um, and they had on fellow comedian Joey DeRosa this week, and they were talking about uh, cancel culture in general. So I know this clip has been seen by a couple people, um, but here it is uh, here on the Whitfield Report. And, uh, you know, for those of you listening on audio, you guys will hear it as well, obviously. So anyway, uh, clip number one. Let's roll the tape. Thing that a woman did, they're going to make a guy's fault. Every fucking thing. It's like, there's just no, is it's like, is it ever, hey, I got a little caught up in my own fame. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, maybe I was drinking too much. Hey, maybe I surrounded myself with the wrong people. It's, it's just like, come on, man. What you drives me? With, uh, Janet Jackson lost after yeah. this. Yeah. All right. So, uh, didn't she also agree to have her titty come out on the fucking Super Bowl? I mean, you got to that's, that's, that's the part I don't understand. That's, that's network yeah. television. It's, so like, it's like, it's like, they're, they're both guilty. But now it's becoming and like also too. nobody's cursing Janet. Nobody's going, well, Janet, I guess your career just kept cruising as your brother Michael's crumbled. And it's like, so, I don't understand what the connection well, that's between not a good comparison, Joe, because this is like oh, an incident that happened. And one person, there was nothing that happened to them. And the other, like, I mean, what did she lose? What I don't she... know. I'm just conf I'm just I just don't get why Justin you can't Timberlake take your titty out on NBC. Ball. OK, well, people know this, but I, people I knew know. that before then. I think Ooh. it was one of those things where let, let's do something shocking. It'll help both our ticket sales, and it blew up in their face. And it was almost like he was the getaway driver, and she went in to rob the bank. <laughs> he fucking took off in the car. Yeah. yeah. What, did she, what did she lose? As far as rehearsals go, that was never done, him ripping that off. So that story sticks, that she didn't know that it was going to happen unless they talked about it. But um, it says that the Grammys were the following week, know, uh, which both Timberlake and Jackson were scheduled to present and perform. Oh, yeah. So this is the other thing that, that's been going on. I, I wasn't intending really to bring this up, but I guess uh, I guess Justin Timberlake got me tooed uh, for something innocuous and he's doing the whole. I'm sorry, I'm a toxic white male. We can do better. Which I have my own I have my own thoughts on that, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Format, but Jackson was outright banned from the event despite previous assurances from the Academy that both would attend, saying there's such a big difference to putting a stage on AstroTurf uh, than an appearance at the Grammy. Timberlake, on the other hand, attended and was allowed to perform. Clear Channel Communications, which owned Infinity Broadcasting and Viacom, MTV and CBS, blacklisted all of Jackson's singles, uh, music videos, uh, banning her uh, from all of the TV channels, radio stations, uh, the company uh, owned, that the company owns, stifling airplay and making her new album, uh, Demita Joe, her lowest sell selling album since 1984. The disgraced singer was forced to resign from the movie deal she had just signed and even a statue of Mickey Mouse <laughs> wearing Jackson's Rhythm Nation costume was dismantled following the continued uh, backlash. 
an attempt to break the uh, heat of the constant bashing, Jackson went on SNL uh, mocking the entire situation. That sounds like the classic overreaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and I mean, like, I, I agree with the take of, like, maybe Timberlake should have took up for her or whatever, or, or whatever. He absolutely uh, should have. Yeah, I agree he with that. He absolutely should have, but I don't I agree buy that. That, it, that it was an accident. It came no, off no, no, in I a perfect circle, and she does the... No, I don't, I don't buy that Come either. On. I think he should have... She would have been think, like that, I would think. I think he should have took up for her. On television. I don't know. What annoys me is, yeah, I agree that he should have gotten her back. But what annoys me with the Britney thing is like the same press that was following her literally from location to location as she was collapsing in public. I remember that being there were blow by blow where Britney is right now every 15 minutes on L.A. radio. I remember that, like hearing that when I was in L.A. And then she eventually shaves her head and she has a nervous breakdown. And it's like the fucking press that caused all that are now going to sit there and try to kick the dirt over their own shit sins and go, well, poor Brittany, you know, this way. And it's like, you guys did it. Yeah. They you did that with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. It's like, like, he kept being, he go, they go like, well, Bill Clinton kept allowed, you know, kept being president and she was blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 no. She hosted SNL. <laughs> A gig that took me 28 years of slinging jokes to get. She sucks one fucking dick. And gets on the goddamn show, man. I'm supposed to sit there and look at you like you're a victim? <laughs> he sucked the dick. Uh, when I first moved to L.A., I was doing a TV show called The X Show. And I okay, was living so... in a house up in the hills. And I, I come home from work one day. Holy shit. Crazy. That's wild. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah, man. I would act like I didn't know. I feel bad for her. I still feel bad for her, but like just sitting there acting like, you know, she just got flushed. It's like, no, man, like back and he gets applause breaks and everybody goes, ah, he's kind of cute. Remember how dumb he was, whatever. And they're going to be doing that with half of these canceled people and going, shit, man. Sorry about that. Sorry about the last day. It's like a guy in jail for marijuana sales right now in L.A. You know what I mean? I just saw Pee Wee Herman on the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They ruined Pee Wee, dude. They and he was jerking him. off where you're supposed to jerk off. <laughs> what was he offending those other fucking people jerking off? Remember that those head, local that cops, those local cops saw a big score. That's what they saw. No, <laughs> no, there's, it was one closeted police chief. He's like, these guys are getting away watching gay porn and jerking off. We're not allowed to do this. We're busting them every Friday night. Dude, I thought he was going to get out of it because he went on the MTV Music Awards yeah. right after it yeah. and had a great opening line. He came out. He's like, hey. And everybody was going nuts applauding him. Yeah. And he was like, heard any good jokes lately? And everybody <laughs> died laughing. And I was And I was psyched. I'm like, he's back. He's back. And then. No, nope. was it? <laughs> Remember Dice? I didn't even like Pee Wee till I knew he jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is pretty oh, funny. Oh God! Yeah. Oh shit, it's boys! It's a weird time. I don't know. I kind of uh, I have uh, you know, unless you did some truly horrible shit. I mean, you know, if you hurt someone, if you hurt someone, um, I, I don't have time for you. But if we're talking about words. Uh, like even even bad words i'm like come on man i mean no 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 i wouldn't say that no if you like if you're just saying overtly racist shit yeah oh, no, but yeah, right, you, man. you make like a bad comparison yeah you know if you come off like joe trying to find where atlanta is compared to new york okay yeah. here here it's, it's it is it's like, coming up guys you know homophobic that's just ignorant 
What, well, did you, my, what, what did Carano say? She said she said that uh, she goes in 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 nineteen forties Germany. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but she said in nineteen forty. Which is always Germany, a good thing to do on something like this, Joe. <laughs> by all by all means, let's hear your take on the tweet. I don't have the I don't have the quote in front of me, but it, but she said she basically compared political beliefs now being persecuted to the fact that in nineteen forties Germany the way the Nazis were so able to take. Now, for those of you guys uh, listening on audio, you guys can't see this, but up to this point, Bill Burr, you know, is his usual animated, uh, you know, kind of hyper uh, self. But now that Joey uh, DeRosa has brought up Gina Carano, uh, he's gotten very quiet. He's kind of... Uh, giving like that. Uh, can we not talk about this? He he's doing that face right right now. Power, uh, and do whatever they wanted was because they they brainwashed citizens into picking on their Jewish neighbors and eventually attacking their Jewish neighbors. And she said, "How is that any different from attacking people for their uh, political beliefs?" I get what she was trying to say. Obviously, any comparison to anything with the holocaust is very it's it's a shoddy comparison you're going to piss people off it's a dumb thing to do i'm not disagreeing with any of that but here's what bothered me the grounds for her being fired based on that opinion was that she was somehow reducing the plight of jewish people during world war ii okay i get that i understand that perspective however how is it any different from all the people on the left when Trump got nominated or elected and they said, he's like Hitler. How is that any different? That's okay. And Joey DeRosa here, the comedian on the bottom, he makes a good point. And, and I've said that too uh, on the, on the, on the podcast before here on the field report. I've said that myself, right? You know, Gina has gotten in trouble for making, you know, Nazi comparisons, right? She got fired for that, supposedly, because of that meme. It wasn't even her tweet. Uh, it wasn't even her meme that she tweeted. She didn't make it. She just, you know, found a meme and then posted it on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and... She got fired, you know, for making that comparison. But yet, what have, what has the left been saying for the last five years? You know, five and a half years. Uh, you know, Trump is literally Hitler. Oh, Sam, you another conservative uh, talk show host. You guys are like Joseph Goebbels, you know. Uh, Ministry of Propaganda, all that stuff, right? So the the so now the shoe is on the other foot, and they don't like it. The same reduction of circumstance, but on one side of that coin, it's okay to say, and on the other, it's it won't even be entertained. Joe DeRosa. That's interesting, Joe. That's an interest, Joe DeRosa with an interesting take. Look at you. Oh, I was well, judging you, know. you with your bedspreads there, and all of a sudden, That's Joe right. comes in. Uh, Bill, I've had a lot of time to think, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what you're house. saying, Joey, she should have compared it to slavery and it would have been better. <laughs> I just don't get, I just don't, all I'm saying is whether you agree, disagree, whatever, it's, I just don't get this place that we're in where there's no room for discussion about anything. And, and even because there's, there's too many channels, Joe, too many channels. Wild, and man. then you got to like do sensational shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I'm yeah, on that fucking show. Now I got to watch what the fuck I say. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm a fan of that show. We all, everybody. What show know? is she on? What show is she on? The Mandalorian. The, the Star Wars. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. They canceled her action figure. That's how deep cancel culture is. They canceled her action figure. It's like, let the action figure come out. She, I mean, I don't she understand. Ever, did she ever pony up to you, Bill? I'm like, Bill, I got a few ideas. I think that you'll like. <laughs> no, she was an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Super, super nice fucking person and, you know, whatever. And somehow someone will take this video and they'll fucking make me say something else and, you know, try to get rid of my bald action figure. <laughs> Wait, you have an action figure? Yeah, no. do you have an action figure? No. Uh, no, you fucking nerds. Oh, if you get one, dude, I'm buying it. Um, I'm buying I might. It. I don't know. I have no that idea. That season was awesome, man. That oh. second season was killer. Holy shit. They yeah, should I... do a flashlight for you. Huh? <laughs> no, honestly, I can't like uh how it is out there. It's fucking crazy time. They Oof. just like there's just people just waiting, just laying in the weeds. <laughs> it think, really is, man. You think, you think there is a group of people, a, a, a like a, a type of person out there reading the trades and then going Ah, uh, Joe DeRosa signs a six-figure deal. All right, let's deep dig him, find out what he did mm -hmm. wrong, and that's how I spend my day. Absolutely. Let's show that he's human and he's made a mistake in his past, and yeah. let's take that dream away. I don't know how it works. Absolutely. Uh, All right, so I sorry it took so long to get to that point. I thought I had it queued up, uh, you know, and then it took a little longer to get to that point, uh, but. So that particular exchange right there has been getting a bit uh, of heat on social media and on, uh, you know, within kind of my community, uh, so to speak, the, uh, you know, the fandom menace community, so to speak. On the one hand, you have... People saying that Bill Burr, you know, he didn't really say Gina Carano's name directly in the clip. He kind of skated around it a bit. Uh, he skated around the issue a bit on his uh, topic last week. And there are people out there who think, you know what, Bill Burr should have, um, you know, he should have just come out and said, you know, uh, he should have defended Gina Carano directly. He should have just gone uh, all out balls to the wall. And then, you know, there's this, there's the, there's the portion of the community that is like, no, um, Bill Bird did the right thing. He kind of kept his mouth shut. He did speak out a little bit, um, but he did the right thing in terms of keeping his mouth shut and um 
you know, kind of keeping his head down. And I have to say, folks, that I understand both sides of this, uh, you know, conundrum. I get it. I understand how, why some people think that Bill Burr should have spoken out more. Um, and maybe at a later date, he might. I don't know. But honestly, with, you know, for me personally, I think he was smart uh, to really kind of keep his head down and, uh, you know, stay quiet. And let me explain why. I understand that people feel like he should have stuck up for Gina more directly, that he should have said her name, that, you know, some people feel like he should have just said, oh, you know, fuck Disney. Like, you know, some people feel like he should have torched Disney to the ground and called out, like, you know, like cancel culture directly. I mean, but in, in his own way, he did. He did. You know, he said there at the end of the clip, like, who knows? Uh, because of this, I might be next. And, you know, uh, for those who are watching, you guys could clearly see as, you know, they were talking more about the cancer culture stuff. Uh, he got more and more nervous uh, as the thing went on. And there's a pretty good reason for that. Now. I know that there are people out there who think, oh, well, you know, Bill Burr, he's an A-list comedian. Um, you know, he already has millions of dollars. Uh, so what? what is he afraid of getting canceled for? Canceled for? He's already made it. Well, folks, uh, I actually, I wouldn't say like I'm super connected, you know, in Hollywood or anything like that. Um, but... I do know how, I do know people who work in the entertainment industry, uh, and I, I've heard stories kind of, of how, uh, the business works, and let me say this, Bill Burr might have money, but Bill Burr is also, mm, let, well, let me put it this way. He's more well-established in the comedy world than he is kind of in the uh, mainstream uh, entertainment slash, you know, movie slash TV world off Hollywood. They're, they're kind of in the same realm of entertainment, but they're separate too, if that makes sense. Um... You know, so Bill Burr has gotten into Star Wars. He's gotten into one of the biggest franchises ever. And he's gotten in with Lucasfilm. And one of the things that you may or may not know, ladies and gentlemen, is that like a lot of these studios, when you're signing contracts with them, this is what I've heard. When an actor signs a contract with them, there are certain stipulations uh, that while they're assigned to the contract, they can't, you know, there are certain things that they can and cannot say, uh, you know, regarding uh, things about said company. So, you know, in this circumstance, 
Bill Burr may have his opinion that, you know, firing Gina was wrong. And it sounds like that's kind of where he is coming from. But he has to kind of uh, skate around it uh, somewhat. He, he can't come out and directly say it. Because, because if, he, if he does, um, you know, not only could he get, not only could he get fired, but the other thing too is with these contracts, if you violate certain like, you know, contract rules or contract clauses, you know, if, or if you speak bad about the company, not only will you lose your job and lose your deal, but usually you have to pay like some sort of, you know, internal fine or, you know, some uh like early release uh, you know, fear or something like that. And they can be steep. And uh, you know, People say, oh, you know, yeah, Bilber has money and, you know, Bilber's well off and, but, you know, like even, even wealthy people, uh, you know, especially people like Bill Burr who, uh, you know, Bill Burr kind of seems like more of, you know, he's still a celebrity, but he's, me, he kind of seems like more of one of those more like independent, you know, uh, celebrities. He kind of has his own you know, gigs going, like, he funds and produces, like, a lot of his own stuff, so, um, you know, if he says something wrong, and, uh, you know, gets shit canned from Disney, uh, it may cost him financially, uh, you know, and it may open him up to lawsuits and, you know, contract violations and all sorts of stuff. I almost guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, that when Gina was fired, you know, and let go, I, I guarantee you that Disney most likely sent, a, sent a, like a memo to everyone internally, including all the actors, uh, you know, saying, um, hey... You can't really speak about this. We're gagging you if you do say anything about this. Um, you know, we're uh, you're out too. <sighs> and I, I, so, I, so I think that's kind of kind of the fear here, and that's the apprehension you're seeing with Bill Burr. Um, would I have liked to have seen him speak out more? Uh, yeah, you know, in an ideal world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, well, in an ideal world, Disney wouldn't have canceled her in the first place. In an ideal world, uh, you know, Disney would have never fucked up Luke Skywalker's character the way they did in The Last Jedi. You know, in an ideal world, they wouldn't be kowtowing to the Chinese market with, uh, you know, filming... Mulan right next to a Uyghur uh, concentration camp, right? But we we don't live in that world. So, you know, Bill Burr in his own way has kind of spoken out, and there are those out there who are saying that, you know, he, he 
he's already uh you know there there's already blood in the water with him um in fact some of the same like fire gina chrono uh sjw trolls on twitter are now tr- tweeting out stuff like uh you know cancel bill burr uh because he's a white cis uh male right even rosario dawson who is a black liberal um she's married to keith allison uh or as dating keith allison one of the uh you know top dnc strategists just uh some of these you know trans uh activists the sjws want to cancel her because i guess her uh something weird like her uh you know her depiction of Ahsoka Tano is not like it's not trans friendly or something. It's something really bizarre and weird like that. Um You know, which is you know, that that's weird in and of itself because Ahsoka is clearly a female character. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, she's an alien, she's a uh, a Twi'lek character in the Star Wars universe, but still, uh, very much a a female character. Um, And now you have the SJWs wanting to cancel uh, Henry Cavill as well. Uh, Superman. Uh, Why? Because he dated Gina Carano in the past. Uh, There's been some news lately that J.J. Uh, Abrams got hired by uh, Warner Brothers and is slated to do an upcoming Superman movie. And there are rumors that Henry Cavill may be out um, as Superman. I've read a bunch of stories like those. I don't know if that's the case for sure. But the uh, the mob is definitely looking to take out uh, Henry Cavill. Why? Because he's a He's a white cis male um, who really his big sin is he's not really been political. He's not woke. Um, He's not, you know, uh, kowtowing to Black Lives Matter or, uh, you know, any of these other social justice uh, quote unquote causes. He's merely a guy who, uh, you know, goes to work. acts put his lines on the uh screen and then goes home and raps for the day and fans love him he's a nerd uh at heart and yet they're trying to uh cancel him uh chris pratt they're trying to uh cancel in general because chris pratt is a conservative i don't think they'll be as successful with uh canceling uh, Chris Pratt because um, you know he, he's he is an A-list actor with uh, Disney with Guardians of the Galaxy uh, that might not matter they still might try and cancel him but I believe he's doing Guardians of the Galaxy 3 right that's coming up and I, I think that's the end of his contract with uh, Disney 
And then he, I know for a fact, he's going over to Amazon to work on Jet Cars, uh, The Terminalist, that series, uh, which I've talked about Jet Car, and he's a fantastic novel. We'll cover, we'll uh, cover the Jet Car uh, series on another stream. But the overall point is, is uh, you know, it's not just Gina Carano anymore that they're uh, canceling or trying to cancel. The reality of the f the fact of the matter is, folks, the reality of the, of the situation is now these SJWs are just canceling uh, people, not even for being conservative. But because they're not woke enough, you know, they're not progressive enough, quote unquote, uh, in their opinion. And so even if you're a liberal in good standing, right, you can still get canceled if you're friendly with a, with a conservative. Uh, you know, you can still uh, get canceled if you don't go to bat for the uh, the cause, or if you're just apolitical, uh, like Henry Cavill is. It's, uh, you know, it's sad. Uh, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders, she, uh, you know, she's a big animal rights person, a, a big feminist. Uh, she used to be adored by the left. Uh, now the... Now the uh, the left wing Twitter, Twitter mob is going after her because she, you know, her theme song, my her uh, you know hit song with the Pretenders, uh, "My City Is Gone." Um, that was Rush Limbaugh's theme song for uh, thirty two years for that radio show, and she respected Rush, although she disagreed with him. Uh, and so because she had m at least mutual, uh, respect for Rush Limbaugh and kind of that agree to disagree, uh, mentality, like the liberals used to have back in the day, uh, she must now be canceled as well, according to, the, to these people. It's just, it's insane, folks. It really is. Um, you know, cancel, cancel culture is really going to destroy our culture. I, I really can't state that enough. And, uh, I know I'm rambling, but it, it's true. You know what else is, uh, just really speaking of cancel culture, this is when I knew things were getting bad. Uh, Back in October of last year, you know, Sean Connery uh, passed away, and we paid tribute to him here um, on one of the streams. I know we did. Um, and one of the things that was, uh, it wasn't surprising but it was just kind of like one of those wow moments anyway is the uh the twitter mob uh the cancel culture mob right 
Sean Connery hadn't even been, even been dead and in the ground uh, but for a few hours. And they were writing articles and blogs about how uh, Sean Connery was like supposedly, uh, you know, a sexual predator and that he had like, I don't know, uh, like sexually molested or diddled one of the uh, Bond girls like on set. They made this whole thing about like how when he was uh, on, uh, you know, when he was James Bond, that he was, you know, just like some horrible guy that they were trying to meet to him, even though um, he was dead. Now, the interesting thing is, I, I believe the Bond girl that they were alleging that he uh, molested, I believe that she, by that time, was also dead. Um, and one of her, I think it was like, I think it was one of her kids, uh, spoke out and said, uh, you know, no, not, nothing happened between, you know, my mom and Sean. Uh, you know, in fact, like my mom was honored to be a Bond girl and, you know, she enjoyed it and she thought that Sean Connery was, you know, attractive and she had the hots for him and, uh, you know, so it didn't go quite the way they wanted, but, but still it's like, they're, you know, they're trying to cancel, uh, you know, dead guys now. They literally are. Uh, when Stan Lee passed, right, there, there was some crazy, uh, you know, woman claiming to be like his nurse or something that like, Claimed that he was uh, like playing rabbit, that he was like playing grab ass with her uh, when he was under her care or something, uh, you know, and trying to meet to him. And then it like it claimed that it turned out that like she was like uh, like dosing him or giving him like you know the wrong amount of meds or something and his daughter basically had to like fly her and get a new nurse and was threatening to uh take to court or something crazy like that uh but yeah point being is when it comes to hollywood uh you know pretty much cancel culture has rotted the entertainment industry ladies and gentlemen it really has and it's sad it is And that's why it that's why it is so hard to talk uh you know pop culture these days is uh you know every everything is getting cancelled. Um you know and it's not just Hollywood, we also have a uh, a story here from do, 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 do. let me find this in the let me find this in the go notes. Okay. Okay, so this was another uh, story that got 
publicity this, this week, folks. Uh, headline from the New York Post, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Coca-Cola slammed for diversity training that urged workers to be less white, right? This is uh, SJW, uh, you know, mentality invading corporate America. Uh, okay. Uh, Coca-Cola employees were urged to be less white as part of the company's alleged diversity training. But the material was yanked offline following a viral whistleblower post. The Confronting Racism course in question was offered by LinkedIn Education and allegedly utilized by the soft drink Titan. Uh, quote, in the U.S. and Western and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel they are inherently superior because they are white, reads one of the one of the slides. End quote. Allegedly sent them an internal whistleblower and posted on Twitter by YouTube commentator uh Caitlin Boryat Boryasenko. Another slide suggests uh try to be less white with tips including be less oppressive, listen, believe, and break with white solidarity. Right, right folks? I mean, can, can you believe this? This is what is popping up in the corporate world now. I'm, I'm telling you, it's getting bad out there, folks. Uh, Borya Sango, who describes herself as a supporter of banning critical race theory, said the screenshots were sent to her from an internal whistleblower from Coca-Cola, who told her that the course was required. Uh, her tweet from Friday has garnered 18,000 retweets and more than 34,000 likes. On Monday, LinkedIn said that it had pulled the controversial course uh, featuring interviews with so with sociologist uh, Robin D'Angelo, the author of White Fragility, uh, which you know, if you don't know her, ladies and gentlemen, let me let me save you five minutes. Uh, she basically wrote this book, basically saying that all. Uh, you know, basically all white people are racist. And, you know, there's nothing we can do to overcome our racism because we're so racist. Um, and, you know, white people are bad. The end. Now, the real kicker is here, folks, is for those of you watching on YouTube, this is literally her on screen. Uh, and for those of you listening on audio, well, let me just describe you for her. Uh, she is a white woman uh, with, like, curly brown hair uh, in her mid-40s, and she is pasty white. I mean, she's as white as I am. And that's... Uh, you know, that's pretty much her. 
AM. Uh, the Confronting Racism course featuring Robin DeAngelo is no longer available uh, in our course library at the request of the third-party content provider. Uh, we licensed the content from uh, Nicole Leverich, uh, Vice President of Corporate Communications, uh, LinkedIn told Newsweek in an email. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so basically, yeah, it, it goes on to basically say that, uh, you know, that basically this be less white material was, was pulled, but only because the, uh, you know, someone blew the whistle on them. That, that's basically the long and short of, uh, this article here, folks. But, uh, yeah. Be less white, huh? That's not racist, uh, at all. Imagine if, imagine if, imagine if the, uh, if the shoes were flipped. Right? If the script was flipped. If it were, uh, you know, be less black. Or be less Hispanic. Uh, then, and rightly so, there would be outrage. But we live in a we live in a world now, folks, where uh, you know, uh, where like even if you're a where even if you're a good liberal, uh, even if you're, you know, even if you're loyal to a company or to a school or to a cause, if you're not far left wing enough, if you're not woke enough. You can be canceled. Also in the news this week, um, Dr. Seuss books are now uh, being banned. Headline from the Washington Post, uh, Hurtful and Wrong. Six Dr. Seuss books to cease publications over claims of racist imagery. Uh, this is from the Washington Examiner. Um, a handful of Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published after claims they contain hurtful and wrong illustrations. Uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the company that, pres that preserves uh, Theodore Seuss Ted Cecil's legacy, announced the decision to end the publication of six of of his books uh, Tuesday, which would have been his 117th birthday, which coincides with Read Across America Day. The books that will no longer be, be produced are uh, And To Think I Saw on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the, the, the Zoo, uh, Megalit's Pool, uh, on Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and The Cat's Wizard. Uh, Seuss's birthday marks Dr. Seuss Day, a national celebration of the author's work for school children. Uh, we are committed to action. 
To that end, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, working with a panel of experts, quote-unquote, including educators, uh, reviewed our catalog of titles and made the decision last year to cease uh, publication and licensing of those six books. A statement from the company read, uh, These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Quote, unquote. Uh, the company which noted its mission of supporting all children and families with messages of hope, inspiration, inclusion, and friendship said the ceasing of sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broad plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises catalog represents and supports all communities and families. Okay, so, great. So, Dr. Seuss's own publishing house is now saying, you know what? This, uh, you know, these books, they're outdated. They're old-fashioned. They, you know, they don't support modern sensibilities. Let's just ban them. Let's just stop publication of them. Now, yes, I know it's their company. They can do what they want. But, again, this is stupid. This is self-censorship, ladies and gentlemen. And already, folks, I just saw another uh, story before I started the show that apparently these books... Now that now that they've been been canceled, now people are selling them on eBay. They're becoming quite valuable. And uh, let's see. Um, the company the company's decision came in 2020 after it quote unquote listened and took feedback from our audiences, including teachers, academics, and specialists in the field as part of our review process. Well, that explains that then because uh, all of these academics and, you know, teachers unions and, you know, academic strategists, they're all SJW leftists now, folks, so does it really surprise you? Oh, good God. Uh, we then worked with a panel of experts, including educators, review our catalog of titles, the company told the Associated Asian Process. So they said they, they were working with teachers twice in that paragraph. Uh, Seuss, even after his death in 1991, had been one of the most popular children's authors, taking in an estimated uh, $33 million in 2020 before taxes. Uh, previously, the author received praise for undertones of tolerance and environmentalism, but there had been increasing scrutiny over depictions of uh, black and Asian individuals, as well as other minorities in recent years. Oh, so I get it. Uh, Dr. Seuss was basically like, like Joe Biden, right? Kind of a, a closeted racist himself, right? Uh, 
you know, good old Joe, Mitt Romney wanting to put y'all back in chains. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, folks, another example of someone who's a, a liberal himself, but yet because he wasn't woke, he too must now be canceled. Or at least, you know, part of his work must be canceled. And that's not opening a slippery slope at all, folks, is it? No. Not at all. Not whatsoever. It's fine. It's fine. Ugh. So yeah, folks, that's uh, that's the state of culture of pop culture as right now. Isn't it great? Isn't it wonderful? Whoops. Uh... Went to the starting screen there for a sec. Oof. Yeah, this, uh, this social justice stuff, folks, it really is, um, infecting our culture. More so than ever. I mean, heck, I'm getting the good. The good news is, folks, if you, if you want to be honest, I suppose there are two ways of looking at this. The bad news is, is that uh, for things like Star Wars and Marvel and, you know, Coke and, uh, you know, basically with everything going woke, uh... You know, the bad news is it's annoying and uh, everything's getting politicized. Everything's getting, uh, you know, hyper uh, politicized and, you know, made into an issue, made into a controversy uh, when it really shouldn't be. Hoax shouldn't be publicized, uh, you know, politicized like this. Uh, Dr. Seuss shouldn't be politicized like this. Star Wars uh, should actually you know, treat its long-term fans with respect instead of, you know, inferring that they're a toxic male audience and, uh, you know, inferring that some of their actors are closeted, uh, you know, Nazis. Right, and canceling them. You know, so the cancel culture is bad, folks. We understand that. But the good news is, is that, uh, you know, I have to tell you, Every time something like this happens, like, I'll give you a perfect example. I, I've got to be honest, folks, and don't let them understand me. This is one thing I do want to clarify real quick. When it comes to things like Star Wars and uh, Marvel Comics, I still love Disney. I mean, I still love Star Wars. When it was owned by a Lucasfilm. Uh, I always said I like Disney Star Wars film. But I don't. Uh, you know I'm still a fan of Marvel Comics too. Uh, I'm not a fan of what Disney has done. To Star Wars. And what they're doing to Marvel. 
um, right now because they're starting to go a bit SJW as well. But Star Wars was a huge part of my childhood. I've been a Star Wars fan for 20 years now, probably. 21 years of my 26 years, really. It's been a huge part of my life growing up. Same thing with Marvel Comics. I've been a fan of Marvel Comics, and I've been collecting comic books since I was, like, six, seven years old. My dad used to take me to to the comic shop. I love uh, comic books, ladies and gentlemen. And I love nerd culture. It has been my thing. And, uh, you know, in a sense, it always will be. But as far as, like, supporting the new stuff that's coming out, as far as, uh, you know, supporting all of that, a lot of it is too woke for me. I- I'm sorry, but it is. It- it's-, it's no longer fun uh, to read comics or to watch movies when everything is reaching a message to you. Now, I get the idea of storytelling is to uh, explore different ideas. I get that the idea of storytelling can be to uh, you know, share a topic or a point of view in an interesting way. But there's a, a difference between storytelling and presenting an idea that may you know, be somewhat controversial. And then there's slamming an idea uh, down your throat and you know, continuously, uh, you know, uh, be letting your fans. There's a difference between, um, you know, showing the evolution of a character like Luke Skywalker and showing him age, and then there's throwing him under the bus and saying, oh, you know that guy Luke Skywalker that you thought was a, was a hero? Yeah, it turns out he never was, and everything that has led up to uh, this point is pointless. It didn't mean anything whatsoever. George Lucas's whole entire Star Wars saga doesn't mean a thing in Disney's eyes. That's what they told the fans when uh, you know they let Ryan Johnson fuck up Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. That's what they told the fans, and Dave Filoni, uh, tried his best to, uh, you know, make things right with the fans in Luke Skywalker with the Mandalorian, um, but, uh, you know, with Gina Carano being fired, uh, by Kathleen Kennedy. I'm not sure uh, that's possible now. I think, uh, you know, I think Star Wars is done, sadly, in the minds of many fans. And that's just a sad reality. Alright, folks. Um, 
So I don't want to keep you too long here, but I do want to uh, play for you guys this clip of uh, Dennis Miller talking about uh, free speech and uh, cancel culture. Because it really is relevant. And I've played this clip for many years on the show here. Um, but it still is relevant. And it gets increasingly uh, relevant. Um, as the years years go by. Now for those of you who are new, for, new to the program. I've played this clip. Uh, a couple of times before, um, but Dennis Maloney had his own HBO show, um, he did a rant on free speech, uh, from 2002, so this clip is roughly 18 years old. And in this clip from Dennis Miller's old HBO show, um, he talks about freedom of, of speech and, uh, you know, the dangers of censorship and uh, whatnot. And this is back in 2002 before cancel culture really existed or was even, even a thing. Um, it was, you know... I don't want to say he saw it coming, but in a way he did. So, uh, clip number two, and then we'll end the show. Uh, don't know, here is, uh, Dennis Miller's rant on free speech from Dennis Miller Live in 2002. Uh, clip two. Go. It's an interesting conundrum. What do you get for the guy who kills everybody? <laughs> and a judge has appointed a psychiatrist to perform an evaluation of suspected terrorist Zacharias Massawi to determine if he is competent to waive counsel. Hey, Doc, just a tip. If he thinks we're all out to get him and want him dead at any cost, he's not paranoid, just perceptive. <laughs> you know, maybe we ought to wiretap the voices in Massawi's head. You know, there are times I'd love to shut this guy up, but I guess he deserves his right to speak. I might not agree with it, but I'll defend to your death your right to say it, Masali. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here, but after September 11th, freedom of speech in America has become a topic that's touchier than a Vatican summer camp. You know, our founding... Our founding fathers were supreme champions of freedom of speech, but we should never forget that Alexander Hamilton was shot over something he said. Because in their infinite wisdom, our founding fathers also gave us the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, which is a reminder that while we can pretty much say and do whatever we want, you better watch it, asshole. <laughs> the free speechers always argue the slippery slope theory. If you muzzle free speech before you know it, we're living in 1984, and Big Brother is picking out our ties for us. Those seeking to control free speech, on the other hand, argue that if we allow Johnny Soulpatch to burn the flag, 
Before you know it, we're living in the Lord of the Flies and Piggy is fighting for his life. But there is a middle ground between government rule and mob rule, a place where only those who can make obscure references to literature, art, and pop culture on their weekly cable show will be allowed to speak freely. A utopia, if you will. You know, our enemies see our diversity of opinion as evidence that we are weak and divided, but is the very presence of a vibrant marketplace of ideas that ensures our continued survival. That, of course, and the high-tech weapons that can lock in on the glint off a scimitar from 5,000 miles away. <laughs> as much as I believe that our leaders have followed exactly the right course in wiping out the Taliban assholes who gave safe haven to the murderers of my fellow citizens, I recognize that the dissenters to the war and the verbal defenders of our enemies fulfill a vital function in our democracy. Specifically... They give me somebody to hate whose name I can actually pronounce. Uh. As much as we don't like to admit it, you got to say the freedom to bash the U.S. government is a unique and beautiful phenomenon when Mm -hmm. done with a certain degree of panache. I've noticed that in the Middle East, when they burn the American flag, they aren't even using real flags. They're just using flags painted on the sheets. And this really pisses me off because there are hardworking kids in Taiwan who make our flags... (laughs) who can use every penny they get. As a matter of fact, at this point, the only thing that galls me about someone burning the American flag is how unoriginal it is. I mean, if you're going to pull the freedom of speech card, don't be a hack. Come up with something interesting. Fashion old glory into a wise-cracking hand puppet and blister the system with a scathing ventriloquist actor. Or better yet, drape the flag over your head and desecrate it with a large-caliber bullet hole, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once, uh, oh. Thank you for almost sauntering down the jingo road with me. <laughs> Once hotbeds of free speech, college campuses across the country have engaged in an arms race to see who can craft the most restrictive speech code. Years of political correctness, binge drinking, and dropping bing cherries out of your ass into a shot glass of... <laughs> have bred a backlash now where anyone who dares to stray outside the conventional school of wisdom in college is ostracized, slapped with a mark of cane, and worst of all, made to forfeit their student activity fee discount to see Dave Matthews jam, and more importantly, inspire during spring fling on the quad. You know, whatever happened to the notion that college was a place where the best minds in the nation vigorously debated all sides of an issue while the rest of us went back to the dorm and tried to get laid? Usually by ourselves. You know, I have no problem. I have no problem with people who respond to what they don't agree with. I enjoy the drama of a toppled podium and the sound of microphone feedback as much as the next guy. What I do have a problem with are the people who fail to see the glaring hypocrisy of screaming the word shut up into a bullhorn. Why should even the most repugnant ideas receive the same freedom of expression Mm -hmm. as more accepted ones? Because the American system is less a free marketplace of ideas than it is a playground of free ideas. And the best way to dispense with the unpopular ideas is to let them roam free on the playground so they can have their asses kicked up and down the jungle gym by the cool ideas. You know, (laughs) the ability to be critical of our government is what makes this country great. Thanks to these freedoms, we get the hip irreverence of Art Bookwall, the folksy yet politically incisive song stylings of Mark Russell, and the fantastic parodies of the group The Capitol Steps. And it's for these reasons alone we must squash free speech immediately and become a police state. You know, 
We need to let those who repulse us have their say alongside those whose speeches make us rise to our feet in applause. How else will the shiny pearl of wisdom stick out against the black velvet of stupidity? It's better to just let the Ku Klux Klan march through your town than it is to waste your time and money trying to stop them. Instead of challenging their right to free speech, use your energy to point out to your children the irony of the fat guys and the pointy hats and the pea-stained bedsheets spouting forth all sorts of monosyllabic eugenic claptrap and all the while claiming to be the master race. Of course, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Now, that was back from 2002, ladies and gentlemen, before cancel culture was even a thing, really. But I think it's just as relevant now. Hell, even more relevant now in 2021 than it was in 2002. That clip is almost 20 years old. And I, I play that clip often because uh, really about every six months or so. Because I think it really does some of the free speech issue to a T. Sure, there might be ideas that we find repugnant. Uh, people may say things that we disagree with. Hell, people say things I disagree with all the time. Uh, but everyone should still have their right to free speech as long as they're not directly uh, threatening someone, uh, you know, or, or, or doxing them or uh, intentionally trying to cause harm. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule, but by and large, um, you know, f free speech, it's not that hard. Um, if you agree with something... Uh, you know, good if you disagree with it. Uh, don't get huffy and, you know, try and, like, take someone down. Either, uh, you know, disagree with them or, or, uh, you know, if it's too much for you, just leave. Just leave. And, you know, why is it so hard? Why... Why do these, uh, you know, why do these Twitter people feel the need to uh, cancel everyone they disagree with? Are their lives really that uh, miserable? Are their lives really that miserable and unfulfilled that they can't, uh, you know, stand to hear uh, ideas that they don't agree with? Well, judging from the way things have been going in the last few years, I'd say the answer is, uh, unfortunately, yes. So, yeah, that's that, folks. And um, I want to thank you guys so very much for uh, tuning into the program. Uh, thank you very much for watching and or listening uh, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour. Um, and I also want to announce real quick uh, that for those of you uh, watching this on Friday, uh, the Gamma Hug Box will be back 
on Friday night. So if you're watching this on Friday, that will be tonight uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern, live on uh, this channel, youtube.com forward slash the field report. Um, e Scorpio, Apex Gamma, and I will all be back to uh, comment more on some of the uh, internet drama and internet shenanigans um, of Owen Benjamin and uh, some of these other uh, internet locales. Uh, we've been on hiatus for about four months or so. We just needed a, a break from all of the drama. We'll be back, and I believe Davy Crocker will be joining us as well. Uh, so that will be uh, on the channel on uh, Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, and uh, as always, available on podcast format the next day in the uh, Whitfield Report feed as well. All right, folks, uh, from all of us here at NGC Studio, thank you for watching and for listening. Have a great day or evening, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour. God bless, God save this great nation, God freedom legacy in that order, mega dittos to you all, to you all. Uh, rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh, and I'll see you on the next program.